You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello! Welcome to the Animal Party. We've got a great guest on the show today. I think I should give you a little bit of a sound effect. Achoo! Yes, our guest, our guest has come to clear up your allergies. We're going to have Laura Cook come on the show, come to the party, and she'll be bringing dogs, cats, flowering plants, trees, you name it, everything that would set off an allergy sufferer. And we'll talk to her about how she can work miracles in a few short treatments with no needles, no pain, nothing yucky or disgusting at all, in a few short treatments, four or five your allergies are gone. You can pet cats again, kiss dogs, go anywhere you want, walk in the park when the cherry trees are blooming. So we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. But I really want you to get your party clothes on, get ready. And you know what? For the first time in a long time, you don't have to stuff any extra tissues into your pockets because we're going to get rid of your allergies today. So listen to our sponsors and we'll come back to the party right after this break. Leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo, the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe. It's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Yeah. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back to the animal party. We've got Laura Cook from ZeroAllergies.com here to help you out today. And she's come with lots of flowers. The studio is full of flowers. We've got cherry trees. We've got, let's see, what else is here? Lilacs. And we've got, I can feel my nose starting to itch just thinking about it. But you know what? It's not itching, and I'm not coughing, and I'm actually doing a live show in the middle of March, which means that I must have done something about my own allergies. So we're having a party today, and instead of bringing the usual pets, we're bringing everything we think you might be allergic to. Long-haired cats and shaggy dogs, and there's no poodles, there's no goodles here today. We're, <laughs> we're going big on the long Persian cats, and we're going to groom and brush them, and you're all going to be okay, because at this party, we're getting rid of our allergies. So welcome to the party, Laura. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Deborah. Oh, it's good to have you. I've been sending people to you like crazy, people who call for goodles and poodles because their allergies are unbearable, and um, also people who've called me recently to say they have to give up a pet because of their allergies. I've been sending them to you. I want to talk to you about this. You know, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a new change, and the Canadian government has decided to release a regulation whereby now... No pets, no pets except working pets, can travel in the cabin with passengers on Canadian flights. And people are outraged. People want their little pets in the cabin with them. But the airline is saying that they did these surveys and one out of ten passengers claims that when they're on a confined plane up in the air and there's a pet on board, their allergies become unbearable. So does that ring true for you? Do you think people are suffering like that? Oh, I, I definitely see people suffering, but um, I mean, it's going to be more than pets. It's, people are reacting to everything out there, especially, um, you know, cosmetics and perfumes. Mm-hmm. And, and just to restrict animals is a little ridiculous. You see a lot of people with pet allergies, don't you? Yes. At least one client a day is coming in for sensitivity to their pets. And um, I have a lot of people who, you know, are coming to me as a last-ditch chance to uh, get rid of their pet allergies so that they can keep their friendly kitties or puppies or anything like that. And um, we even work with pets themselves. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about the people first. We'll talk about the pets in a second because, of course, pets can be allergic to things. There's pets who are allergic to cedar, grass, all kinds of things. And so you can get a pet that has constant chronic allergies or baldness or itchy sores or respiratory problems, all kinds of things, even digestive problems. But that kind of, you know, we sort of accept that really easily. And then we take it into the human terms and we think, oh, no, my stomach ache couldn't possibly be from allergies or, or this thing I have that I take medicine for that my doctor's diagnosed as some condition. That can't possibly be allergies. But it's interesting when you start to treat your allergies. And I guess the common symptoms you see are runny nose. And is that right? Or is that what people think they're suffering from? The itchy eyes, that kind of thing? Yeah, most people come in for the common respiratory reactions, runny nose, itchy eyes, exactly. Um, some people would get like a scratchy throat when they eat something or um, the, the digestive reactions are, are interesting too. But a lot of people don't associate some digestive reactions with, with allergies, but um, 80% of our immune system is in our digestive system. So yeah, sometimes we, we work with the allergies and they'll notice other things changing in their bodies as well. 
for the better. Yeah, and that's amazing when you finally, because I, I personally had a sinus infection that lasted and lasted. I went to the doctor, got, got an x-ray, got told it was a sinus infection, got antibiotics, did the whole course of the antibiotics, then got told I had to do it again, did the same antibiotics again. Okay, this is now a month into it and I'm still not better. Go back to the doctor, does some more tests, decides to give me a different antibiotic. I take that one till it's over. I still feel terrible. I come in to see you for my cat allergy, which I mistakenly think is completely unrelated. And like within days, I have no more sinus infection. It's completely gone. All these weird things ringing in the ear and weird stuff I had, gone, just completely gone. And that was after only one treatment. So I was pretty astounded. Couldn't believe it. People aren't going to understand. So maybe we should talk about it a little bit. When they go in to see you, they're not going to get needles, right? No, you're not going to jab them or stick them or poke them or do anything. You're not going to make them take off their clothes. What happens? No, we don't use any needles. Um, conventionally, they'll do a scratch test, and we we don't test that way. We are approaching the issues on an energetic level. So a lot of chiropractors and homeopaths use energy testing or muscle testing to figure out the best combination of herbs or, or supplements for a client. We use it to figure out what the body is reacting to or the immune system is, re- in, is react- in reaction to. And we also will, instead of you know taking needles, like the, the doctors will say, well, we need to give you shots, allergy shots, which is repetitive. Once a week, usually for a couple of years, you're getting a very small amount of the pollen that you're reactive to in a shot and they're injecting it into you. So instead of using an injection, we actually use a process called electroacupuncture. And it's a small machine that is essentially carrying the frequency of the pollens or cats that you're allergic to into your body's meridian systems. So that um, instead of injecting it in, you're putting it in through the meridian systems in your body. And so traditional Chinese medicine is very excellent and knowledgeable source. And this is what it's based on, is their acupuncture beliefs and uh, the process that they use. But we're finding that we have excellent results in, in one or two treatments with a lot of things. People are pretty astounded. And um, most things will get permanent if we do, you know, four to six treatments. Well, as we're talking, there is a long-haired black cat licking itself. And normally, when I was doing a radio show, I would think, first of all, I'd have to get all the cats out of the room. I'd have to open <laughs> up the windows. And if this happened, if one snuck in and I didn't see it, which often happens, I'd have to somehow on a break or something get rid of the cat or I'd be in trouble. And right now, I'm tempted to pet it, but I won't, I won't, okay, I'm not going to take it that far, because we are on air. But, um, you know, I want to talk to people a little more about what happens when they walk in, because I don't think they understand. So, when we come back, I'm just going to go to some commercials, and then we'll come back after a few messages from our sponsors. But I'm going to tell them what it's actually like. You walk in, you got your Ziploc baggies full of the stuff you're allergic to. Oh, yeah, you got to go hunting. You got to go brush those cats and dogs that bother you so much or get someone else to and you collect the hair in little Ziploc bags you go out to the plants that drive you crazy or you get someone else to and they cut little cuttings so you're going with exactly what bugs you and then okay well listen to our sponsors and come back after that and I'll tell you what happens next at the animal party with Laura Cook from Zero Allergies Don't go anywhere because the best is yet to come stick around This valuable information comes from your pet. Other 
There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsaddlife.org. How many pets is too many? Do you know somebody whose life is overwhelmed by their animals? Maybe we can help. We're looking for people to be in a new TV series about really large animal families. We can offer expert help, free resources, and the chance to tell their story. If you or someone you know owns a house full of animals, call us toll-free at 1-877-MY-8-PETS. That's 1-877-MY-8-PETS. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> You're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back to the animal party. I did pet that cat. In fact, I rubbed it. I rubbed it all over. And I held it up. And it took its head and it rubbed it against my nose and my chin. And I'm fine. I'm still talking. I'm not coughing. And that's thanks to zero allergies. So... When I went to you, I had these little Ziploc bags of all the things that bugged me. And I must say, it was around the Olympics then. And I was going around town. There was security everywhere. 
And there I was with little Ziploc bags and scissors on people's property, taking little cuttings of strange things, wondering how many surveillance cameras were catching me. And then, of course, I was driving around with bits of dried plants in Ziploc bags <laughs> on my seat, thinking, oh, no, if I pass another security checkpoint, what do they think I'm going to have in here? And how do I explain the hair? They're going to think I'm so strange. But nothing like that happened. So I ended up coming to see you. I go in, we meet, sit down. And the first thing you did was you tested me. And so what that felt like for me was I sat there and um, kind of held hands with you, sort of, and you stuck something on my wrist. And after a while, you had a, a whole section of things that you said I was reacting badly to and a section of things that I was getting along fine with. And the way you could tell was I was making an okay sign with my fingers and you were trying to pull my fingers apart. And if the thing that you were holding against my wrist was agreeable to my body, then it was very hard for you to separate my fingers. But if the thing that you were holding against my wrist, like tree pollen or cat hair, was something my body wasn't dealing well with, then I was really weakened by that and you could pull my fingers apart easily. So that's the test. So instead of sending it away to some lab and wondering, okay, is it really accurate? Is it really my test that came back? I mean, you're sitting right there watching. You know, and you kind of try not to watch because you don't want to really affect the results, but you can't tell what these things are anyway. And in the end, you've got this whole group of stuff that you're not doing well with. And that's what you work on, right? Yeah, we work with everything that you react to. So I tell clients to, you know, harvest their animals, get the saliva and the nails and anything that they seem to react to. Because some people will get, you know, a little scratch and they'll notice that wherever their dog um, jumps up on them, they get a little bit red from where the claws have just met, even just met the skin. So right. the claws, the saliva, the hair, maybe some thumb, maybe even a part of the bedding because the bedding will get a lot of... Um, a lot Dander. of skin, yeah, because you know people get so sneezing. <laughs> Sometimes I get people bringing in their wife's hair <laughs> more than their own, you know, more than the dog's hair. They're like, "Well, maybe I'm allergic to my wife too." <laughs> Are they ever? Does <laughs> yeah, that ever yeah. happen? I have seen oh it happen God. where That's somebody funny. has had, you know, it's not just the dog I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to her hair because when I touch it and or smell it, I know I it makes me feel funny. <laughs> is that but, usually so, a product um, thing? Like they're I, allergic to the conditioner she's using or something like that? No, because they've completely, um, you know, eliminated any other kind of cosmetic issues in the house because of severe sensitivities. So um, it was a fiber issue where, you know, they were reacting to all kinds of fibers, animal fibers specifically, wool and lanolin and um, the dog hair, uh, uh, anything. It was, wow, it that was is funny phenomenal. though. I'm allergic to my wife. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that's just something I never even thought that that could be. Um, okay. So then you figure out what the person's reacting to. Now, how, how often is the person surprised by what you show them? Like they come in thinking like me, okay, I'm allergic to cats, I'm allergic to trees. And then there's like 20 things there. How often does that happen? Or am I the only one that happens to? Well, I probably... Probably about 30% of my clients have very extensive reactions and they'll be very surprised. And I, I believe a lot of them are pretty sad, you know, that they're like, oh my gosh, I'm allergic to all this stuff. But then they realize that I'm working with them so that they won't be allergic to all of these things. And it's not, uh, you know, it's not like your traditional visit to the allergist where they're like, you're allergic to 80% of what we've tested you on and stay away from it all. <laughs> where right. Most people no, leave it's now the let's allergist. Face it. 
being pretty okay. sad. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So now I, I didn't feel sad at all. I thought, great, let's get a handle on this. So one of my things was wheat, for example. I had no idea. In there with the cats and, and the tree pollen and the things I expected was wheat. So, you know, I eat a lot of wheat, whole wheat. So I was quite happy to think that we were taking care of that. So then you figure out what the person's not dealing well with. So you take the cat hair, the dog hair, the baggies of it, and you place it against their skin. So for me, that meant lifting my shirt and putting these things against my stomach and then pulling my shirt back down. And then I sat there and you handed me a metal rod, which I held in one hand. It sort of looked like a a magic marker, but metal. And it had a cord attached to it and it was sitting in some kind of liquid. For me, that was really all I did was sort of sit and relax. I drank a lot of water before I saw you, drank a lot of water after. And that's it. Now, what are you doing? Because that's not, I mean, obviously, that's not enough to get rid of your allergies. So what's going on? Well, I'm holding this thing. What is that thing? So, the, so the, the rod is a grounding rod, and it's connected to a machine, and the machine also has another wire that comes out, and it is like a, um, a pen. It looks like a pen, right? And I, so I put that to different meridian points on your body. So what those two components are doing are running a a very small frequency. It's like 4.5 volts, half of a 9-volt battery that runs through like a loop, right? Like a circle. So it's running through your meridian in one hand, going into your body, and then coming out the other hand, right? That other ground. And then it's going back into the machine. And so those meridians are being washed, essentially, and desensitizing the body to whatever we have on the machine or whatever we've placed against your main meridian or your main belly area. Your, whatever we place on your belly area, that's going to get picked up as well. So we can have a few things on the machine and a few things against your belly and we work with the different meridians. So all those meridians correspond to different organs in the body. And so we're trying to get into throughout the whole digestive system because 80% of the immune system is in the digestive system. So that's how we can access that digestive system as thoroughly and efficiently as possible. Without me touching the things I'm so allergic to, because some of your patients are really don't want to touch cat hair or dog hair, yeah. <laughs> without me having to touch it myself, you use the frequency, right? Like there's a vibration to the hair. Is that what it is inside? Yeah. It's- I mean, modern science now recognizes that all matter essentially is frequencies. Uh, just it's energy vibrating so high that it's solid. And so the everything has a frequency. Absolutely everything out there has a frequency. And we can pick that up. It can be measured. They've done it. They know that we have meridian um meridian pathways in our body those have been measured and photographed so using this medicine is as a medicine is it's new but it's not inexperienced it's been used for a long time in traditional chinese medicine as acupuncture Um, there's types of reiki there's all different types of medicine that are out there that are you know you see results from but this process this modality is a union of some very efficient modalities that create some excellent results in people. Well, okay, so you used some big words there, so while we're on the subject, <laughs> Sorry. tell me what the letters after your name stand for so people know who we're talking to. This is Laura Cook from Zero Allergies, and you can find them at zeroallergies.com. But what do the letters after your name stand for? RHA is Registered Holistic Allergist, and I've just taken some training out of Toronto area. There is the Institute for National Health Technologies out of Oakville, Ontario. That's where I flew out to, and I do my retraining each year. Certified Nutrition Consultant is a a basically basic nutrition and herbology. I know a lot about mineral salts and um, 
some just basic information on nutrition and supplements and how vitamins and nutrients can affect our allergies as well. But most of my training is through the RHA status. So explain to me how you work with animals themselves. Now, we just talked about people who are allergic to dogs and cats. And um, before we move on from this, I want to say that you do guarantees, which struck me. Like, I know that if someone has a child with a peanut allergy, what's the guarantee you offer? We do a 100% uh, money-back guarantee on peanut anaphylaxis. And, and that's uh, amazing. So if you yeah. have a kid with peanut allergy, you may not want your kid to have a peanut butter sandwich tomorrow, but you may want to go through something like this so you know that at least if he touches a doorknob and another kid touches that same doorknob after eating peanut butter, your kid's not going to the hospital or worse. You know, you might want to try this just to be safer, right? And I couldn't believe it when you told me that you offer 100% guarantee. That means it works, people. I mean, seriously. Well, it means it. we stand, yeah, it means we really stand behind it and we love the process and we see amazing results all the time. You have a great testimonial for us and uh, I think that this is a wonderful opportunity for people to, you know, we even ask who questions about the process if they need to. Well, you know, for years, I mean, I've had, I've always had dogs and I've had no problems with dogs, been a dog trainer, but I've been a cat trainer too and I am allergic to cats and it's plagued me all my life. I've been allergic to cats as a child. I used to have runny eyes, tightness in the throat, itchy skin, trouble breathing when I was around cats and that sort of kept me away from cats when I was a kid. But as I got older, I, I'm starting to understand now that my allergies, the way my body processed it was changing. I thought I was getting better and I was less allergic to cats because now I own eight of them they're in my bed, they're in my life, they're all over the place. I cuddle them, I pet them, I train them, I, you know, groom cats for other people. In the year 2000, I was part, I took part in rescuing a hundred of them. So when you have them all in cages and you're shaving parts of them and taking them to the vet and back and helping them get over their various injuries and you're really hands-on with all their body fluids and hair. And so really I thought, you know, I was getting better. But what was happening was I was getting other things like these sinus infections and things that I didn't even connect. And mm -hmm. so, and I never, you know, it used to frustrate me so much with um, that if I went to get a shot, if I wanted to do that whole program, it wasn't specific to the things I was allergic to. I could get some kind of generic shot for flowering trees, but I couldn't go walk in and say, look, this is the kind of tree. There's thousands and thousands of them in the lower mainland where I live. It's the big pride of the city. It's the tree here, this ornamental cherry tree that everybody sees. It, it's the one I'm so most allergic to. Please, 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 you know, make me medicine from this. And I wanted a tea or a paste or a tonic. I didn't care what, just something really specific. And when I talked to you and you said, well, yeah, bring samples of what you're allergic to, I was just like, okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm coming. Because it made so much more sense than just, you know, willy-nilly trying to get you get over allergies without the exact thing you're reacting to. And I see this with dogs and cats that, you know, a person can be allergic to terriers only or all dogs but no cats or only short-haired cats. Like all, there's all kinds of variations on allergies. They're not, they don't make sense <laughs> in, a, in a sort of across-the-board way. Um, a lot, most people are not allergic to poodles, but there's the odd person who's only allergic to poodles. So, you know, and poodles do have saliva and dander besides their fur. So, and if you're allergic to tree pollen and the poodle's walking in the park, you're going to be allergic to the poodle because he's covered in tree pollen. So there's all these different layers of it to get through with pets, but just to know that you can actually have four or so treatments and be done. Not be allergic to your dogs or your cats or the dogs and cats you meet anymore. Maybe need a touch-up from time to time. That's amazing to me. No one's ever, that's never been available before. So where can they get that? Zeroallergies.com, right? 
Yeah, zeroallergies.com. You can also Google my name, Laura Lee Cook, and uh, you'll find us in Vancouver. Right now, that's where our location is. But um, there's practitioners and there's other modalities that are very similar to this throughout the U.S. and Canada. So you can email me and I'll try to connect you with someone local in your area. But looking up allergy, holistic allergy removal or elimination will help you find someone in your area as well. So, okay, so tell me what you do for pets themselves. If a dog comes in, it's missing all its fur and its back end, and maybe the vet's already figured out it's allergic to fleas, and maybe it's on some kind of steroid like prednisone to help it, but it still goes bald every summer, right? The people are up, they do the flea spray and everything, they're right on it, but nonetheless, here's this bald, pathetic dog, sunburnt and everything. What do you do? Yeah, those poor guys that have the permanent cone on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we bring them in. And the clinic where we are, we do um, we do seek animals here as well. And so they're brought in and we are testing them on their foods, whatever the owners are feeding them. And most likely these owners have, you know, got them on a fairly strict fresh food, uh, raw meat diet. And so we test them on those foods, which, you know, 50% of the, the foods they're probably reacting to. Um, we also look at insects, of course, with the fleas and mosquitoes. I've actually worked on a, on a horse that had a mosquito allergy. Um, oh man. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, if people can, that's like those, you know, those kids that you see on the television shows where they're allergic to sunlight or water or something, you know, like how hard to deal with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when, and anything as with anything, if it's a, if it's a, if people suspect it's insects, catch the insects, you know, when they comb through the hair, grab the fleas, collect them in a little baggie, collect the, collect anything. I mean, even if you've given your dog a drug that you think they adversely reacted to, make sure you keep that and your practitioner can help you, uh, help the dog, you know, realize, helps its body realize that it should not have that in the system and it will detoxify and hopefully reverse any kind of uh, adverse effects that the drugs have done on their body. But the same idea with, with bugs, right? Well, what if a person or an animal needs a medicine and is convinced they need a medicine, they want to keep taking the medicine, but they don't like the side effects? Is there something you can do to ease their reaction to the drug itself? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. insulin. I've seen a lot of people with diabetes come in and I clear them on their insulin and uh, their use for it, like their need for it, the units per day can drop dramatically. Some people it doesn't move too much, but I've had a fellow who has hit, dropped over 100 units per day. Mm-hmm. He was taking 150 units per day and then in about a month after working with him, he was down to 40 or 50 units a day. So what? Well, I, under, I understand this in a way because I came into you with the sinus infection medicines that I just used up, the third antibiotic course. I had a prescription nose spray, prescription mouth spray. I was taking over-the-counter sinus medicine at night and day. I was sort of avoiding my cats. I was keeping the windows closed because of the cherry pollen. You know, I was right in the thick of my usual February, March attitude for allergy season. And I arrive at your place and I leave there. And um, the next time I went to see you, I realized how different things were because you asked me if I could, you said, can you bring me, where are your medicines? And I realized I didn't even have them on me. And for years, I've had them in my purse, in my car, in my house, at my work. You know what I mean? Like for years. And all of a sudden, I didn't care where they were because I didn't need them anymore. That was just after one appointment. And you're warning me, look, it takes a few. And you warned me that it gets worse before it gets better. So for this dog that comes in with the fleas or the mosquitoes, you, you you take the bug, you do your thing with it, and will he get worse or will he, will he just steadily get better? Is it the same with dogs as with people? 
It's pretty much the same with dogs. The, the only thing is you can't really, you know, talk to them about what they're feeling or if it's actually feeling worse for them. But yeah, I've had recently, most recently, I've been working with a Bouvier, I believe it's a Bouvier, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he has, you know, he's he's gotten worse. His skin has gotten uh, a worse reaction after. And that's, you know, that's essentially because we we're exposing him to everything he's reactive to um, and the body's cycling it out and getting getting used to it, getting the reaction out and the skins, the skin reactions can usually take a little bit longer than the respiratory. It's, it's pretty common with that kind of thing. We've talked to dermatologists about it, but um, yeah, he, he was feeling pretty run down after the, after the session, the body's dealing with everything. And, and then usually people call me about a month later and that's when they start seeing that the skin reaction is sort of settling, settling down. Things are getting more under control, but even after I've worked with people and I say, if your reactions come up strong, if you have to take any of your medication, do it. It's not going to affect the process. It's not going to affect oh, how good. your body's dealing with things. Yeah, so okay. antihistamines or any lotions or whatever that help them deal with itching or scratching, that's definitely a fine thing to do. Well, even, you know, I want to remind people who are listening just that even when you when you get these results, like when you said that, I don't know if people really get it. You know, you get these results and you're allergic to 10 things or 20 things. When you go to an allergist, you're hoping you're not allergic, right? You don't want your favorite foods to show up there. And you don't, <laughs> you know, you want to be not allergic. But when you go to you, you're hoping to have stuff show up because you're not going to have to avoid these things. You're actually going to work on these things. So you're, you're actually sitting there going, well, I hope she finds something, you know, and that's very different. And then you see your group of things that bothers you and you're excited to to know that pretty soon they won't be bothering you anymore, you know. So it's it's a whole different approach, and that you don't make people just dump their drugs and you know go cold turkey off their antihistamines is very good because some people, I mean, I think there's a tendency to belittle allergies and belittle pet allergies, and you know if you've got a dog or cat and you have people in your life who won't come over because of the allergies or complain about it, it's not that they're obsessive compulsives or somehow that it's their problem or they're just too, they like things just too much, just so, you know, that they're too picky. No, they actually can't breathe in your house. Imagine if, if that was the case. Every time you went to their house, your eyes itched, you were itchy all over, you couldn't breathe. Maybe you had diarrhea. Maybe you vomited a little bit the next day. Maybe your, your stomach was upset for two or three days. You know, you wouldn't want to go there either. Of course not. I mean, just imagine a place you go where you get a headache. You leave. Well, many people with allergies get very bad headaches when they're around the things that make them allergic. So if you do have people like this in your life, you got to try and help them out with things like changing your clothes, things like vacuuming before they come, things like not allowing the pets to ever sleep in the room that guests are going to use, making sure your pets are not climbing all over their stuff, having a place to hang their coats where the pets won't be rubbing and rubbing on them. You know, take charge of it so that at least you offer them some relief. Keep the windows open. You know, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can also take an old brush that you used to get the snow off off the car. Take a bunch of those and nail them to a board on a stand so it just sits on the ground. And what will happen is your cats will actually rub against this thing and groom themselves. They'll rub and rub and rub and rub, put catnip on it at first. But what will happen is you could just go and vacuum it every once in a while and, and that'll take 
a whole lot of the hair out of the equation. Brush your pets regularly. If you've got people in your family or your life who are allergic to them, brush them outside if you can. But brush them and then get all the hair away. Get all the clothes that you were brushing with away. Vacuum the area. You know, you don't want to brush them and leave a room, the living room full of hair, right? You've got to be really considerate. So I think it's important for us to be considerate of the people who are allergic to our pets. And if you can, get them to try zero allergies because then you may find they come over a lot more. So what would you like people to know before we go, Laura? Well, I would like people to know that there is wonderful choices out there and there are all alternatives and uh, alternatives that are renowned and proven and people like you who are supporting us. It's a wonderful process. And also that energy medicine is being used widely in traditional psychology. Um, I know a lot of psychologists locally that use some profound energy medicine and have amazing results with it. And these are registered psychologists who, you know, are supported by MSP and are recognized. The psychology community recognizes energy medicine. It's just that our traditional conventional medicine is not uh, making that switch yet. So it's up to people out there like you who are willing to try it out and, uh, and jump in and make sure they find someone that is going to work with them and help them because we need to see a shift in our health care and uh, this is the way to do it. Well, for me, I just, I refuse to live without cats. I refuse. I just won't do it, even if it makes me sick. And I know that's probably ridiculous for some people to hear, but I just, so I had to find someone all these years. I've had all these strange symptoms and I've almost been in the closet. I don't want people to know that I'm allergic to cats. I'm a cat trainer, right? It's not something I want to put on my business card. So, you know, I, I often found like, I think there was one um, dog walkathon where I was on the microphone. It was at Stanley Park, big, big park, huge thing for Vancouver and I was on the microphone it was for the SPCA and I remember that I had to keep going to the bathroom and taking antihistamines and using eye drops because I was reacting to the cats and there weren't that many cats there but the people many many of the SPCA people were covered in cat hair and all the handlers and I was just really really reacting and so I had to keep sneaking off to the bathroom so if that wasn't bad enough the bathroom happened to be where these teenagers were congregating to smoke drugs. So I was showing up on microphone with red, red eyes, smelling like drugs. You know, it was completely difficult for me professionally. And I couldn't admit to anyone, well, actually, I'm allergic to cats because, you know, that's not cool. So it was such an ironic situation that I, for years, and that's 10 years ago, I've been looking for something to get rid of my cat allergy. And professionally, you've helped me so much. I'm so much more comfortable. I'm so much more confident. When I drive up to one of these cat situations, and I have to go in there and catch a bunch or groom a bunch or train a bunch and I don't have to take a whole bunch of antihistamines first and have my Ventolin on hand and, and be careful to wash my hands before and after and all that. I mean, you've made a huge difference to my life. And things like, you know, my cats are welcome in my bed now. I don't kind of give them a dirty look and then grudgingly let them in anyway and then worry about what that's going to cost me in symptoms. So it's changed my life incredibly. And I want people to know that if you are allergic to cats or dogs and you don't want to be anymore or anything else, go to Zero Allergies. If you want to be done with your allergies, just go there. Check it out. Zeroallergies.com. It totally worked for me. So thank you, Laura. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show and thanks for coming to the party. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Deborah, for having me. Okay, well, next time we'll have it in the garden with the spring flowers and we'll talk about spring allergies, maybe. All right, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Well, we're getting near the end of the party, I'm afraid to say, but I do want to tell you about another party I had a while back that we won an award for. 
That's right. When Stanley Corn came to the party with Brainy Breeds, we talked all about Brainy Breeds. We won the award for Best Pet Podcast in America from the Dog Writers Association of America this year. Just found out a couple weeks ago. Still excited about it. Totally pumped. Waiting for my medal to arrive by courier. So yeah, they actually give me a medal. So, so you're listening to award-winning pet podcast here at Pet Life Radio. And check out that show with Stanley Korn if you want to know if your dog's smart or dumb or where he ranks or why is it even important at all. And next week, next time I'm on, I'm going to be talking about that orca that killed another trainer. And it's the third time the orca has attacked. And I'm going to do a little research and present you a few different sides of the argument. So we'll be taking a walk on the wild side next time. A little bit of underwater talk. Until then, enjoy your party, enjoy your animals, and don't forget to be good to your animals. We'll see you at the next party. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.